Hello and welcome to Grace Life Duras. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Welcome back. This is Alicia and you are with Grace Life Duras. We are excited to be starting a new series entitled Perfect Perception. And we are going to be digging deeper into the scriptures than we've ever done before as we look to Jesus to reveal to us really who he is in the scriptures, in the, well, we should say in the word of God. And as we discover more of this truth of who God is, we will also discover more truth about who we are so that we may walk in and experience the reality of our Christian faith to a deeper degree as the scriptures have declared or the word has declared from glory to glory. And so you might be hearing some things that you've never heard before. Um, you might be hearing some things that you're like, I really wasn't taught this. I want to encourage you and challenge you to stick it out. Stay with us. I promise you we're going to take it slow and we're going to take every single one of the things we're teaching and really apply it to areas in your life that you can walk away from it and go, I know how to apply this. I know what this is saying to me, what to do next, what to believe next, what to change and what I believe. And the reason and the purpose for us doing this is that if we look in the past and even today, we have many examples of how scriptures was, was and is being used in ways that it's never meant to be used. And um, it leads to deception and it can lead to discouragement, uh, especially under believers. But also when we don't really understand what the purpose of the Bible is, how to read it, how to understand it, how to interpret it, we end up in error. And that error is really a form of deception. And that's not a road you want to be on, not as a believer ever. And as an unbeliever, uh, you're already most probably on that road uh, where you may have heard things that's just not true about the Christian faith. And we hope through this series to bring light and truth and revelation on these things so that uh, we can come back to the heart of God and his purpose and call for our lives. So Father, I want to thank you that as you lead us through these scriptures yet again, that you open our hearts and the eyes of our heart to understand you, that you have given us the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, but that we ask for spiritual revelation in the truth that we have here in the Bible in front of us. Thank you that we can depend on it, we can rely on it, that it's reliable and that we can search it for the answers, but not for just religious rules, but really to search for life within its pages and to find it come alive in our hearts. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. So we're going to start by talking about the dangers of discouragement, and I'm going to go through the scripture to just start us out with this. But the theme for today is really discouragement. So I'm sure if I was to ask you to put up your hand, if you've ever been discouraged, um, there would be quite a few people who put up their hand. No matter what we do in life for God, and no matter what we do anywhere, actually, there will come a place where you get discouraged. You might be doing something um, that you think was going to work, and it doesn't work out the way you planned it. You didn't see it going that way. You may have stepped out on the word of God, and you, you look at things around you, and you're like, how did I end up here? And was this the word of God? Did I hear that rightly? And so... All these discouragements can really, really, really make us blind to see Jesus. And so I'm going to go into this today and only for today to teach us a lesson about discouragement, but also to, to show to us where discouragement can come from in our walk with God. 
And so as we continue in the series, I'm be, going to be highlighting different things. We're not going to continue with the, the theme of discouragement. We're just taking that today as the way and the place to start with. I want to ask you to go to your Bible, and we're going to focus only on one part of Scripture today, and this is going to be our key Scripture where I feel we're going to get stuck for a few weeks, and we're going to dig as much as we can out of this. So let's just go to Luke 24 from verse 13, and we're going to read on. As I read, I will also um, just tell you some things that stand out, and then I'll draw it all to um, a close. So from verse 13, I'm reading from the NASB, my favorite uh, one to read from for now. So it says, and behold, oh, let me just tell you where we are. Remember, we are in Luke 24. So Jesus has now lived his life. He's died um, on the cross. And three days later, he has been risen from the uh, grave. Some of the women saw him. Some people saw him, but not everyone has seen him yet. And this is where we are in the place or in the the storyline is now two of the disciples are walking along the road and uh, they have an encounter with Jesus. Let's look at this. And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus. Say that word with me. If I'm saying it wrong, say it the way you want to say it. Emmaus. Okay? Remember it. Which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. So what things were they talking about? You're right. They were talking about the death and the resurrection of Jesus or the news of the possible resurrection. They were still thinking his body was stolen at this time. They were talking about Jesus. Okay, remember that. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. This is now the resurrected Jesus who is walking with them. Okay, but their eyes were prevented from recognizing him and he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging one with another as you are walking? Who is asking the question? Jesus. Does he know what they are speaking about? Yes. Okay. But he says to them, you tell me. And they stood still looking sad. Very important. What were they doing? They were walking. Where were they going? To Emmaus. What were they talking about? Jesus. And what was the result of what they were talking about? Well, when Jesus asked them, the result was that they looked sad. So, verse 18. One of them, named Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? He basically answers Jesus um, by saying, Are you an idiot? Do you not know what's happening around you? Hello? And he said to them, what things? Okay, so let's pause there for a moment. In our life, we can experience discouragement because exactly what happened to these disciples happened to us. You look at the things around you, what's happening around you, and you are up to date with the news, up to date with what's happening in the environment around you. And yet, you're missing something because all that information and all the news and everything that's happening around, happening around you is all reality. And yet, it is not producing life. It is producing sadness. Maybe anger and frustration and irritation. Maybe discouragement, which is all a deep-rooted form of sadness. 
okay? Something is wrong. And then we are quick to turn to God himself and Jesus and say, hello, do you not know what's going on here? So what would we do with this? Well, let's continue with what's happening when Jesus spoke to his disciples. In verse 19, he says, And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel indeed. Besides all this, it is the third day since these things have happened. But also some women among us amazed us. When they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body, they came saying that they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman had said. But him they did not see. Funny. But him they did not see. And so, let's pause here for a moment. What is happening here? Two of the disciples of Jesus is walking to a place called, you're right, Emmaus. Okay, they are talking about Jesus, what's just happened with Jesus. Then Jesus comes and walks with them, the resurrected Jesus, and they do not recognize him. He asks them, what are they talking about? And they respond by basically saying, you're an idiot. How can you not know what's happening? And then when he asks them to say what things, they respond with facts. If you read that, And somebody asked you, isn't that all a lie? You can say, no, that's all the truth. Everything the disciples were saying that happened there with Jesus was in fact 100% the truth. They're not lying. They're not twisting the story. They're not indulging. They're not changing facts. This is exactly what happened. Now, isn't it strange that in amongst all of this, knowing all of this, being there and experiencing all of it, these facts about what happened around them in their environment, And what specifically happened with Jesus could not move them into faith. In fact, it made them sad. This happens to us as well many times. I know personally firsthand how things can sometimes not work out how we planned. I know how discouraging that can get and I've had to face that and and continue facing that um, as we walk out the will of God and his purposes on the earth. Not because he wants us discouraged, but because life is life. And because sometimes we get it wrong. And other times we must realize that God needs to give us the right vision of who he is. So let's read on. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses... And with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Look at this. What does he call them? He calls his disciples, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. So again, they're walking to Emmaus, talking about Jesus. Resurrected Jesus appears to them and they tell him all the facts about what just happened. The results of knowing all those facts and all the situation around them, which was a message of total destruction, all their hopes, everything they had believed was just destroyed. 
in their perspective in front of their eyes. And they knew all the facts. They were up to date with what's happening in the news. And yet they could not recognize Jesus. And Jesus said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Now, if we look at that word prophets, it's not just referring to someone who prophesies something. The word there means spokesperson of God. And there are many, many prophets in the Bible who is never given the title of a prophet. For example, Noah was a prophet. Uh, Abel was a prophet. Um, he had a message of God. Noah is a clear one. He had a message of God. Abraham, clear one, had a message of God. Moses had a message of God. David had a message of God. And so they operate in the function of prophets. So when he's speaking about all that the prophets have spoken, he is including all the scriptures. What do I mean when I say scripture? I mean what they would have called scripture. So today, if you were to say to me, what is the Bible? I would say it consists of 66 books, Old Testament and New Testament. But if you're speaking to a Jew back then, they would say that it consists of the scriptures, which is Genesis to Malachi. And so Jesus is telling them that the reason they are discouraged is twofold. First of all, it's not their faith. The problem is they are struggling with discouragement because they don't see Jesus the way that they're supposed to. The scriptures, meaning what we call the Old Testament today, notice that Jesus never calls it the Old Testament. That was included into the Bible to make it easier for us to read. However, it causes a lot of this confusion um, to the believer because actually they're still the scriptures. Okay? Jesus never called them old. We'll get into that. But what we see here is that the reason why they failed to perceive who Jesus was, the reason why they were getting discouraged was because they did not see Jesus the way he, they were supposed to through the scriptures that was available to them. You know, Jesus could have easily have answered these men, of foolish men and slow of heart to believe. Look, here I am. And yet he does not do that. He could have easily told them, don't you know what Jesus did? Don't you remember everything he said to you? Do you not remember the signs and the miracles and the wonders you were with him for three years? What does Jesus do? He points them to the writings, the scriptures, that which was already written. Okay, and why I'm sharing this with you is the reason, one of the reasons we get discouraged is because we don't really see God the way he wants to be seen. And the way he wants to be seen is through his scriptures. And then when we go to the scriptures, the second mistake we make which makes us foolish and slow of heart to believe, is that we incorrectly interpret God through the word. They had an idea of what they thought the Messiah would do. They say there, we were actually hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. But he was the one to redeem, not just Israel, even more. Yet they had an idea of what it should look like from their scriptures and from their teachers instead of drawing from what God, Jesus himself was telling them, this is what is needed. 
And so they were slow of heart to believe. They were foolish because, first of all, they couldn't see Jesus from the scriptures. And second of all, they could not understand or perceive or recognize Jesus for who he really was. And you know what God does when we are in that position, if we will allow him to? He has a desire to lead us from discouragement into a place of revelation and truth as he explains himself in all the scriptures. Now, dear friend, I do not think that Jesus had the time nor the will to go through every single story in the Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament or scriptures, and go through every story. He didn't explain to them every story. He explained to them when it says all there, it means all with reference to the topic. What was the topic? All things concerning himself. He went to the scriptures, which was pointing them to the Messiah, to the suffering of the Christ. Do you remember in verse 26, was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things? You know, and then he shows them from scripture. I asked this question, you might not like it, but I asked this question in service on Sunday. If you had to choose between learning by you making your mistakes or learning from someone else's mistakes, I think it would be better to learn from someone else's mistake. Now, of course, as we live, we will make mistakes and we will learn from them. But all of us, all of us, male or female, we still go and look for wisdom, even in the world, from those who have gone before. And many times what we learn is from their mistakes. And so when we look in the scripture and when we look at God's word that he's given us, there's so many examples that we can look at and say, I want to learn from that mistake. I don't think we could honestly and truly, truly, truly experience what it was like um, in those days with the disciples and the level of discouragement that they felt at that time and confusion with what was happening. So whatever you're discouraged about, whatever you have encountered, whatever hasn't turned out the way you saw it going, wherever you feel like, God, where are you? Or have I listened to you? Or do I hear your voice? Or this will never work. That's never going to come through. I want to encourage you today. These disciples experienced much more than we did. Much, much more. Meditate on that. Think about what it was like. These are real accounts of real people who gave up everything to follow the Messiah. They took a massive chance. And there they are, walking to Emmaus. You see, if we don't see Jesus for who he really, really is, and if we fail to recognize him from the scriptures, we will end up going in the wrong direction in our life and end up in deception. Why do I say that? Well, at the Passover meal, Jesus instructed his disciples by telling them that he will die, he will be raised from the dead, they must wait for him in Galilee. Why are they going to Emmaus? Because they were discouraged, because they did not understand the scriptures and Jesus in the scriptures, they were sad and they were going in the wrong direction. So now, let's close this all for the day. Jesus spoke to them, and explain to them everything about himself. Watch verse 28 and onward. Let's finish the story to see what the result is when we see Jesus for who he really is. 
through the scriptures, what we called old and new, God's word, when we see him for who he really is. This is what happens. Okay, verse 28. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he was going further. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. This does not mean he was taking what we know as communion with them. This means he was simply breaking bread. He was eating with them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were um, and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. They began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. Listen very carefully to this. Their hearts went from a place of sadness, we can also say disappointment, discouragement, and grief, heading in the total, not total, but heading in a wrong direction, from the will of God, the purpose of God, and the call of God, and in Jesus showing them himself in the scriptures, what happened? Their hearts started to burn within them. They went from sadness to rejoicing because of what he said, not because they recognized him. Their response when they recognize him and he disappears is, was our hearts not burning within us when he was teaching us from the scriptures? Do you see? And then now they recognize him for who he really is. And the result is, even though they were tired from traveling, immediately they get up and run back in the right direction. Isn't that incredible? You might look at this Bible and say, this document is really just the old book about old rules and religion and old things that cannot do anything in my situation where I am right now. I, you might think that I don't know what you're facing and I don't believe me, but God does. And I'm telling you today, the same thing that happened to these disciples can happen to you. When you will take that situation, that discouragement and that sadness and that disappointment, take all of it to Jesus, getting to the word of God and start discerning who Jesus is in the scriptures. And you know what will happen as it happened to them. Your heart will start to burn within you as you see him for who he really is. As you pray for revelation of what he does. And I believe he will even give you revelation and insight into what you're struggling with. And then you will be able to walk in the direction that God has pointed you into. And not just will it affect you and your life. But actually, you will be able to run and tell others the wonderful, glorious news that the Lord has really risen. The Lord has really risen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. 
wonderful, wonderful. Now, as we head into this, this is just the start. And I want to really speak words of life over you today, that you are a child of God and that you have inherited his precious spirit, that you are born of the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And therefore, you do not need to live with discouragement. You might be feeling discouraged. Reach out to a pastor. Reach out to a Christian friend. Keep on listening. But more than that, start to really, really dig into the word of God and say, I want to know more. This is where I want to receive my food from. This is where I want to receive my revelation from. Go to good Bible teachers. Listen to them. Check out our website, gracelife.co. There's brilliant teachers on there teaching brilliant, good, hearty food for all of us so that we can really move from the position where we're fools and slow of heart to believe. And we can come into a place where our hearts are continuously burning with the truth and the reality of who Jesus is so that we too may go forth and accomplish his will on earth, which is to tell others that we're hopeless, to tell others that are discouraged, to tell others which are um, desperately in need of answers, which are frustrated and can't see straight, just as the disciples were that was um, that they that the two disciples ran to, just as that group of believers were, we can go and do the same for those people who need it most. May you have a wonderful day and a great great revelation of how much God loves you and how powerful His Word and His Scriptures are. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.co And if you're ever in the Duras area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family and experience life. To contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.co